All right, we got that Friday feeling. We're finally to the last Friday of the month and the last Saturday of the month. It's been a while. Today we're talking about Lost the Bird the is Freed new service things for EVs and get your Netflix popcorn at Walmart. People really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and steal when they see me. Walmart stole this idea from me, by the way. I'm calling it. I'm sure Actually, they did. They stole it from my wife. Calling it. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Why? Why Walmart? Walmart has been creeping on my wife on how how they do retail. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just just so you know, I spent a lot of time with Kyle. And if I had a nickel for every time he said they stole that idea from me, <laughs> I'd easily have a dollar. <laughs> easily have a buck. I'd easily have a dollar. <laughs> oh, well, we, we actually have a really great thing it. today. I think it's a monumental thing. We have a new segue button just for the holiday season. Wow. Actually, we'll call it the holiday little, season. Just for a weekend. I'll say just for Halloween weekend. It's not really the holiday season yet, but that kicks off the holiday <laughs> two season. Two days to use it. That's it. That's yeah, all you get. That's all right. Well, you can't overuse the special thing because that's what happens right. at Christmas time. You get a that's max we of four Christmas of the time. special thing. That's it. Right? We're, we're in the season <laughs> where as soon as Thursday hits, I mean, as Halloween hits on Tuesday, which is the first Google search trends for all I want for Christmas are going to go through the roof. Oh, no. It's coming, man. Uh, there's going to be so much Christmas music. So much in November. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And then December. Oh, my heart. Hey, we did put a post out last week that something's coming to Nashville on December 20th. Yes. I think next week's probably going to. Are we going to announce next week what it actually is? I think I think we'll tell the people. Let, let me just say, week let me just say that the, some of the people that are going to be part of the programming, We've made a lot of requests over the last couple of days, and there's gonna a lot of people are coming in live to be in Nashville with us, and so it's gonna be a whole lot of fun. The programming, Paul. What is the programming for? Programming for for a for a program. (laughs) Programming for a program. program. I know it's been awesome. It's been an awesome week. We got a lot of stuff coming out. Got a new podcast about to drop called In the Dirt with a Sodu. And once you get podcast art, it's official. You have yourself a podcast. I'm telling you what, I love. All of the podcasting, all the live streaming that we do, love it, right? The conversations, I think right now, uh, as we get this podcast rolling, we're up to in the mid-20s as, as far as number of conversations that we've had. These are the some of the most dynamic, intentional conversations that I think we've had on podcasts because they're all in person. The vast majority are with dealers, mm-hmm. boots on ground, doing the things. And that's why we're calling it in the dirt because it's when we're in the dirt, they're in the dirt, and we're talking together. It's a thing. We're all so building good. stuff, making stuff. Speaking of, should we use the segue button first? I think we need to use oh. it first. Speaking, Do it. Speaking Do it. of building stuff. That's a good segue. <laughs> there it is. Kyle riding a ballet across the screen. <laughs> Love this. <laughs> well, Play it again. Play it again. Everybody yeah. missed it. All right. Do one, it. two, one three. That's a good segue. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> That was good. Okay. Uh, Well, you've probably heard this before. We talked about it a little yesterday, but the Twitter takeover is complete. I'm sure we're going to be hearing about it for a while. Immediately upon the closing of the deal, Elon Musk assumed the role of CEO and fired outgoing CEO, (laughs) CFO Ned Siegel, um, and their top legal and policy executive, Sean Edgett, their general counsel. Um, He just, he fired a lot of people. Fired a lot of people. 
Yeah. He, he did. I mean, severance up uh, the severance upward of two hundred million. Yeah. No one's crying. Dollars. No one. No one went home in tears with a box of tissues yesterday. Yes. <laughs> they went home. We're like, can yeah, you? They were all account? like, please, please send me, please send. Me. <laughs> They're like, did that wire transfer go through? Right. That's what everybody did when they walked out of the building. They immediately logged in. Feel like <laughs> logged in the bank account. We're going we're on vacation. All right. Yeah, vacation. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and Come some, on. you know, a couple things that are coming up now, right now that we know the transition has happened um, and it's going to be the new reality. You know, some argue that this is an interesting one for us in the auto industry, that there might be a conflict of interest in their auto advertising sector. Mm. Right. I can mm. I can totally see that. Um, there is also some plans to reinstate former president Donald Trump's account uh, or remove at least removing like the permanent banned status. Uh, I don't know how many people they've permanently banned, um, but he also reiterated the fact that um, Twitter's not going to become a free for all. So I think mm. trying to like say like this isn't like say anything, do anything world still, right? right? Yeah, and um, it's so hard, man. You oh, I, I never want to be in that. I never I ever want to think about being in a position where you have to figure out who gets silenced who can and who say what no like, way some people will be Pass. like moral compass that person could never be around and then other you know it's ooh, yeah. can't, i'm not envying that role for sure no and and it'll be interesting to see what happens because you know a lot of debate over social media is then some of the exceptions they have in policy like are they liable for what people say on their platform are they allowed to right. say what they want um are they curating the news so i don't know we'll see but a big part of the business model and how it relates to automotive and automotive advertisers is the advertising drives a big part of the business so yep. you know some advertisers saying like well you know we're if he reinstates uh, you know, former President Trump, then we're going to pull out of advertising, right? And all that, like, kind of maneuvering goes on. And right. he addressed right. advertisers directly yesterday. And uh, I'm going to read read what it said in the message. It said, Dear Twitter advertisers, I also very much believe that advertising, when done right, can delight, entertain, and inform you. I love this part. I, I just love what this does. Like, if I just put my marketing hat on. There's a little right. sentence here at the end that oh, just, like, gets me so all fired good. up. It's we can so spend good. a whole show on it. We've yeah. been keep banging going, this drum. It can show you a service or product or medical treatment that you never knew existed but is right for you. For this to be true, it's essential to show Twitter users advertising that is as relevant as possible to their needs. Low-relevancy ads are spam. I'm going to read that again. Low-relevancy ads are spam. Meaning when you do those display ads and the spray and praise and let's just show a lot of people, actually, it comes across as spam. Totally agree with that. But highly, relevant ad, but highly relevant ads are actually content. Let's go. That may be the best statement I've ever heard Elon Musk make. <laughs> ever say. I'm like, man, this guy, okay, I can get on board with a little bit more at this point. <sighs> Man, fundamentally, it continues. Fundamentally, Twitter, Twitter aspires to be the most respected advertising platform in the world that strengthens your brand and grows your enterprise to everyone who has partnered with us. I thank you. Let's build something extraordinary together. So what you're telling me is, what you're telling me is, is that when you buy something, it's not just for the community or for the free speech or anything like that, that the monetization model is extremely important. And that when he looks at it, he looks at it from a subscription and advertising perspective. And that he knows that the best advertisers actually produce content, not fodder. He, so he does know that. Go. You know, strangely enough, it did go. I can't remember which article. I read like six articles on this today. He said Twitter isn't a money making. It's not a money making venture for him. <laughs> but I guarantee you it's going to make money. 
right? It's, like it will make money. He, he's it's like, not as much as like going to space or building because it's still not cars. a not for profit, right? Like this right. thing needs to be a generator, yes, but exactly. approaching it with that mentality that like, Hey, the best, the best advertising is actually content. Oh, yep. that made me so happy. It made, made me, me so, so happy. happy. You know, I posted on LinkedIn yesterday that like the majority of of the major ad platforms right now saw revenue are seeing revenue declines in on massive scale. Like the opportunity to pair attention, gain market share, and drive content through your advertising strategy right now is at an all time high. It's similar and and if not more important to like early the early pandemic when the people that had an always on strategy with a content forward brand first mentality gained massive market share that opportunity over the next like six months same thing extremely high. same thing extremely right high. and going into the pandemic that was the drum we were beating right you're yep. like look at all the other times it worked it's gonna work now and now the data shows it did work now and again another one of those opportunities where it's like what at what point are you gonna get on the bus it keeps circling the block like get on it this time especially if you're an auto dealer disproportionate leverage when you start to take a quality content quality organic you know, just let's make great content. And as a result, we'll happen to sell a lot of cars, get a lot of retention in our service department, hire a lot of amazing people that like working here. It's not just a singular focus. It's, it's just all the down. The bottom line is this culture and commerce are intimately connected. Absolutely. Always, always speaking of culture and commerce. That's a good segue. I know. Just I want to keep that song rolling. Dude. Yeah, has to roll. Uh, the EV service game is going to be different, but certainly not a disaster, according to an expert panel hosted by Automotive News Fixed Ops Journal. This is uh, actually as reported in Wards Automotive. Give our friends over there some credit. Ride quality and maintenance need to become more important and frequent. Due to the heavier weight and acceleration capabilities of an EV, John Rock Retail Innovation, okay, EV Customer Experience Manager for Cadillac said, uh, lube oil and filter were always the entry point for service. Now it's going to be tire rotations that are the entry right. point. I was like, oh, yeah, I can kind of see that. Tire rotations. Oh, yeah, it was always the bolt-on, right? Oh, and do you, you know, lube oil, filter, and tire rotations. Everyone's like, yeah, I don't need the tire rotations. But now, now at the rate these suckers are going to be chewing entry. through tires. That's brutal. Yeah. I mean, you talk to any EV owner and they're like, these things eat up double the in in like half the time of what the normal tires do. So tire rotations are all that more important so that you don't get uneven tire wear and all those types of things. And that's even going to be a consumer education piece. Big right? time. Big time. So many people don't even rotate their tires. So just saying like, hey, look, if you get this car and you're not rotating your tires, you're going to be spending hundreds of dollars more than you absolutely should be yeah and tire rotations also it's nice that they're not subject to increase in oil prices right you know what's also interesting Remember oil changes were 15.99 remember that and what what's the margin what's the percentage of margin on tire rotation well, it's whatever the labor rate is I and mean, what's a it's typical 100 percent labor it's all labor like think about that do you know that the majority of oil changes actually lose money when they're sold, yeah, it's just a now. Loss leader. Now your entry point, instead of losing money, actually makes money in service. Think about that. How that changes the overall scope and scale of a fixed ops department. Like people aren't talking about that. That the entry point is a one hundred percent labor entry point, and you have the opportunity to make money on the loss leader. 
people actually people i can i can see them doing lifetime tire rotations right as a giveaway to have people back in the, because, in the store because alignments are going to be also super important yep and again yep. like the education yeah, because standpoint every for some reason actually i was talking to ben about this because he has a test that we were riding in a couple weeks ago when i was visiting him ben hadley who many of you know i was like why is every single ev curbed when it comes in for a trade <laughs> literally all four wheels curbed <laughs> And he was like, well, there's a couple of reasons. One, because a lot of them are lower to the ground. They have, uh, you know, the low profile tires, which a lot of those wheels stick out just mm -hmm. a little bit. So you get like, there's just something natural in the car. But he said, actually, a lot of the early EV adopters, which will still be the early EV adopters over the next three to four years, especially, are not your driver's driver. They're not like, a, they're not like real car people. They're technologists, people that wouldn't go buy like a driver's mm. car first off. And so there's actually like a different driving profile for some of them. That's an interesting So you think right about like there. tire rotations, alignments, wheel repair, things that are like low cost on supplies, high cost on labor. Here you go. Well, wheel repair isn't, but the other two for well, sure. Repair, yeah. I, I assume that <laughs> you have to be real savvy to be in that game you anyway. Yeah. The people like that can capitalize on recon like cosmetic reconditioning just crush it. Just, yes, but there's absolutely. not that many because it's not easy. But the ones that do it make a lot of money. Uh, as they go on in this panel, they talk about retention is likely to increase even if revenue per vehicle or visit declines, according to panelist Peter Kahn, Senior Director of Research and Insights for Dealership Management System, CDK Global. Uh, some other comments. Melissa Best, Service Director. I like this. An actual Service Director for Pearson Hyundai um, in, what is that? Midlothian. Midlothian. Yeah. Virginia, it sounds like a fake name. Notes that the extended <laughs> warranty terms on EV batteries... <laughs> Uh, she says that extended warranty terms on EV batteries are significantly longer, which means people are coming back to the dealership, right? We know the dealership loses a lot to third parties. Uh, other discount uh, discussed opportunities include like, hey, let's get into home charging. Let's be good at that. Let's offer the service. Let's advise people well. Um, emergency road service as an added uh, yeah. kind of like let's lean into that. And um, yeah, so... I, I like the fact that they're saying like, okay, everyone's saying the service is dead. Service is not Find dead. Find other new re uh, other revenue streams. They are there. Guarantee it. Service is different. I guess we can yep. say that. Service is different. And there's also like the research shows that a very disproportionate amount of people, because this is new technology, they trust factory trained technicians mm. over third party trained technicians. And honestly, a I, ton of sense. there's probably just like, who I, I can't, I mean, maybe it's just because I'm in Syracuse. Do you have any service centers that are like talking about EV service in Nashville? I mean, some of the franchise stores are. No, but I mean, but not non-franchise stores. Not non-franchise. Not enough. No, no. Valvoline's not out here like EV service. Get your EV right? service here. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> Valvoline definitely isn't. It's the name of an yeah. oil, right? Fire, they have a Firestone branding. Firestone isn't. Yeah, none of that. They, they have yeah. a, Valvoline has a branding thing they got to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> because Valvoline is just the name of an oil. Can for you imagine? So long. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're like you're named after an oil product. Their brand department is just like. What are you gonna uh, do? <laughs> let's outsource this one. <laughs> we need a fresh perspective. Wow. So the rules are a little different, but the principles are the same. Relevant services, great communication, plus excellent delivery. Sounds like a sustainable business. Yep. yep. Speaking of sustainable businesses, how to use? That's a good segue. <laughs> All right, Kyle, the idea stolen from your wife, what is it? Well, here's why. So 
Now, in this new partnership, Walmart locations will be adding a Netflix hub in time for the holidays where customers can uh, can buy this, like, little merch thing that includes um, a, con a concession kit, some bundled snacks, a little gift card to get your Netflix first month subscription on the whole new Netflix, Netflix plan. So, all of the, like virtual stuff is coming to the retail environment with Walmart. Walmart keeps pairing up these um, these like subscription services with some of their opportunities like Walmart Plus with Paramount Plus. But here's why. Because my wife, whenever she's like, I don't know what to get these people over the last like seven years, we're always like movie box, right? <laughs> so we go get the popcorn. We get three movies, little Sour Patch Kids, bop, 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 bop. You get a little basket, you get a little bucket, you hand them over to it. Date night, you know, you put a little like date night card in it and they're like, this is the greatest thing ever, that right? And nice so now gift. Walmart's, you know, <laughs> it's a great gift. <laughs> it's Don't a great tell way. tell everyone our secret. <laughs> that, well, the concessions kiss, well, now it's going to seem cheaper, right? When you buy the box that's already yep. prepackaged, you're like, eh, okay. But the thoughtfulness yep. is gone, kind of. So, I mean, there like, I love, I love this play because Walmart obviously competing with Amazon. Amazon has Prime. Netflix competing with Amazon. Amazon has Prime. Walmart, Netflix saying like, hey, let's actually bring the, the online streaming experience and the brands that Netflix has spent a lot of time, energy, and money to build very successfully, right? Stranger Things. Uh, there's going to be a sequel to Knives Out, which I got excited about. I was like, I know they're making a sequel to that. Uh, Squid Game, right? These are kind of like cult favorites which it just naturally translates to retail swag. You know, people that want to show that they're affiliated with it, that they care about it, find the other people. Walmart's like, we happen to have a lot of stores where people are going to shop for a lot of things. Let's just do a little, let's do a little mashup. You know, Walmart also good, added Paramount plan. Plus to their Walmart Plus bundle. So uh, this is one of those like back and forth kind of like little fights. It's not a fight. It's like a it's a friendly competition. Oh, everybody's trying to figure out the online to offline and figure out how to provide value on both ends. And I think this is a great like tiptoe into how can that be successful, especially collaboration between brands. Yeah. And Walmart just uh, this. I don't know if it's just because I'm paying attention. The only Walmart. thing Walmart has done poorly is is uh, is um, make a digital retailing platform for uh, OEM manufacturers. But other than that, they're doing great. <laughs> That's the only thing they've ever done poorly. Did I say that? <laughs> he did, did say, say it. He did say it. Hey, probably. I'm sure they're working. Don't on cut it. that one out. Don't I'm, cut that one out. I'm Someone sure they're working on it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so again, we're gonna just say again, culture and commerce are intimately tied. Listen, we have a fifth Saturday to go tomorrow. If you're not excited about a fifth Saturday of the month, and you're not in the car business, we hope you go out and crush it. Think about culture. Think about commerce and think about content. The best advertising is actually content. <laughs>